the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We keep the commandments. We live according to God's word as a way to express our love for God. Our gratitude to him for what he has done for us and saving us from sin and death. So please don't think of the Ten Commandments as just a list of do's and don'ts we have to live by or rules we have to follow. No, the Ten Commandments tell us how we can show our love for God. People show love to each other in many different ways. It could be a hug or a high five or even a gift. There are a multitude of ways people show or express love to one another. When it comes to showing God love, what could you possibly do to express a proper amount of gratitude to the Lord? Well, in today's message, Pastor Dan shows you the simplest and possibly the hardest way to express love to the Lord. This expression of love may not be in a way you expect. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 20. We're going to look at a bunch of verses. We'll be in the Psalms, starting with Psalm 5. We'll be in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers chapter 6. And I'm going to share some other verses with you too that you don't necessarily need to turn to when the time comes. But Psalm 5, number 6, Exodus 20. And let me pray for us and then we'll get into the word. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you speak to us out of your word. We thank you that it's alive. Lord, we thank you for the way that you use your word to change us and to reveal yourself to us, Lord. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to what you have for us in your word. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We've made it to the Ten Commandments, and so we've slowed down, and we're taking uh, one commandment at a time. And let me just read through the Ten Commandments for us in chapter 20, beginning in verse 2, where we read, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That's commandment number one. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. That's commandment number two. Any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me 
and keep my commandments. Verse 7, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's commandment number 3. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That's commandment number 4. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Verse 12. Honor your father and your mother. That's commandment number five. That your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. Commandment number six. You shall not commit adultery. Commandment number seven. You shall not steal. Commandment eight. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Commandment nine. And then finally, verse 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Commandment number 10. And as we've said before, just as kind of a review, the Ten Commandments are really a universal law or a universal standard of right and wrong for all of mankind, for all people everywhere living in every age. Uh, And as I've also said before, nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Covenant, in the New Testament. So nine of the Ten still apply to us as Christians that live under the New Covenant. And the Ten Commandments are important for several reasons. Number one, they show us the holiness of God. God is holy. He's a holy God. Uh, The Ten Commandments also show us what is important to God. What matters to him? And that should be important to us. What's important to God should be important to us. They show us what he expects, what he desires from us. And the Ten Commandments show us that we are sinful and that we need a savior. All of us fall short of the Ten Commandments. No one lives up to God's standard of holiness. And so the Ten Commandments are like a mirror that we look into that shows us we are sinful and that we need a Savior. And so the Ten Commandments actually bring us to Jesus Christ for salvation. As we look at God's standard of righteousness, we recognize our own failure, that we fall short. And so the Ten Commandments actually bring us to Jesus Christ for salvation. Jesus lived a perfect life. Jesus kept all of the Ten Commandments and all of the commandments. He was without sin, and he died on the cross for us. He died on the cross for our sins, dying in our place. He was buried. He rose again the third day, and he fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law on our behalf. And so the Ten Commandments actually bring us to Christ. In Romans chapter 3, verse 20, it says that by the law is the knowledge of sin. It just shows us that we're sinful. The law is holy, just, and good. It's perfect, but we're not. And so it just shows us that we're sinful. It shows us that we need Jesus Christ. 
And then once we're born again by faith in Christ, God puts his Holy Spirit in us and the Holy Spirit then enables us to keep God's commandments. We're told in Romans chapter eight, verse four, that the law is fulfilled in us who walk according to the spirit. I've also pointed out previously that no one is saved by keeping the Ten Commandments. I repeat that each time because I want that to be clear. No one is saved by keeping the law. Remember, God gave the law to the children of Israel after he brought them out of their bondage in Egypt, after he redeemed them. They weren't redeemed by keeping the Ten Commandments The law was given to God's people after the redemption to instruct them how they should live now as redeemed people. And we keep God's commandments not to be saved. We keep God's commandments because we are saved. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And now we keep the commandments. We live according to God's word as a way to express our love for God. Our gratitude to him for what he has done for us and saving us from sin and death. So please don't think of the Ten Commandments as just a list of do's and don'ts we have to live by or rules we have to follow. No, the Ten Commandments tell us how we can show our love for God. How we can express our love for him and our gratitude and honor him and worship him for what he's done for us. The Bible says we love him because why? He first loved us, right? We're just responding to his love. And Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. This is how we show our love for him, by keeping his word, by keeping his commandments. And so it's important for us and it's necessary for us to study his word, to know his word so that we know how he wants us to live and so that we can show our love for him by keeping his word so that we know what is good and what is right in God's eyes. And please hear me on this. The Christian life is not something that you just kind of feel out. Right. Or that you just kind of guess at it. No, he tells us in his word. He tells us in the Bible. How we should live. That's why every believer needs to read the Bible and be a student of the Bible so that you know how to live, how to do what's right and pleasing to God to show your love for him. Now, just as a reminder, again, this is all kind of review. Commandments one to four concern our relationship with God. Commandments Five to ten concern our relationship with our fellow man. We've already looked at the first two commandments. The first commandment is you shall have no other gods before me. You must worship God alone. Yahweh, Jehovah, the God of the Bible, who has revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ. The second commandment is you shall not make for yourself a carved image. And so with the first commandment, you must have the right God. With the second commandment, you must worship the right God in the right way. Right? Jesus said you must worship in spirit and in truth. We have to worship God in truth, the truth of the scriptures. We come to the third commandment in verse seven. Look at verse seven. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God 
in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Now, notice in verse 7, the word Lord is in all capital letters in your Bible. It's the word for the name Yahweh or Jehovah, the covenant name of God. So really it's saying you shall not take the name of Jehovah, your God, in vain. That's the commandment. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And so let's kind of break this commandment down piece by piece. Look at the word name in verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, when we give someone a name, like when we pick a baby name for a baby, we often will use a family name, like a grandparent's name or something like that. We might use a Bible name. We might look online at popular baby names for 2023. And we try to pick a name that we like and that sounds good with the middle name and the last name. We might even consider what the monogram will look like on their baby blanket and how does, you know, put those letters together and see what the monogram will look like. For most of us, a name is simply a label to identify a person like Dan or John or Sally or Joe. And you might say, well, which Joe? Okay, well, then we need to add another name, another label there, maybe the last name or a nickname. Well, Little Joe or Big Joe, Tall Joe, Funny Joe, so that we know which Joe we're talking about. But for God, when it comes to God in the Bible, his name is more than a label that identifies him or distinguishes him from other gods. God's name represents his character. God's name represents his character. It represents his nature. So that when you hear the name Jehovah or you hear the name Jesus Christ, his character, his nature should come to mind. His name represents his character. His name represents his reputation. I'll give you a human example that maybe will help you understand this and illustrate this. What comes to mind when I say the name Mr. Rogers? Right? You have certain characteristics, certain qualities that come to mind when you hear the name Mr. Rogers. You think of things like gentleness and kindness, soft-spokenness, a love for neighbors, a love for children. Those are all characteristics and qualities of the name Mr. Rogers. The name Mr. Rogers invokes those 
qualities. And if I say of someone, oh, he's a Mr. Rogers. You know, oh, I'm saying that that person is very gentle or kind or soft spoken because you know what that name characterizes. Or what that name, you know, the attributes of that name. Well, there are certain characteristics, certain characteristics and qualities that should come to mind when you hear the name of God. When you hear the name Yahweh or when you hear the name Jehovah or you hear the name Jesus Christ. Don't just think of an image in your mind of Jesus Christ when you hear that name. That's commandment number two, by the way. But his name represents his character. His name represents his nature, his qualities, his attributes. And of course, you know, there are many, many qualities of God described in the Bible. We don't have time to go through all of the qualities and attributes of God. So I just want to give you a few To begin with, just think about the compound names of God in the Old Testament. He's called Jehovah Adonai, the Lord, our master. He's called Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. He's called Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. He's called Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. He's called Jehovah Zidkanu, the Lord, our righteousness. He's called the Lord, our shepherd. He's called the Lord, our maker. He's called the Lord, our owner. He's called the Lord, our sanctification. He's also called the Lord, our judge. He is described in the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, as holy. That's an attribute of God, holiness. God is holy. Holiness should come to mind when we think of God. You know, the 24 elders that are around the throne of God in heaven, they worship him continually for his holiness. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So holiness is a characteristic. Jesus is described in the New Testament As our savior. Our rescuer, our redeemer, he's described as the sacrifice for our sins, our atonement. He's described as the lamb of God. He's described as our ransom. He's described as the good shepherd. He's described as the door. He's described as the bread of life. He's described as the way, the truth. And the life he's described as the resurrection and the life and Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, it says of Jesus that his name, his name will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He's described as the first, the last, the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega He's also described as the judge of the living and the dead. He's the judge. And so on and so on and so on. We're just scratching the surface barely of God's character, of God's nature, of God's attributes. This is why it's so important for you on your own individually to study the Bible and read the Bible so that you know who God is, and you know his character, 
you know his nature. You know what he's like. You know his attributes and his qualities. And so when we talk about his name, we talk about his name in this third commandment, verse 7. We are talking about his character. His character should come to mind. And when we read through the volume of the book, when we read about his name, it's not just the label that identifies him. We're talking about his character. And so turn with me over to Psalm 5, verse 11. But let all those who rejoice, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name. Be joyful in you. It's not just that I like saying the name Jesus, that it just has a nice ring. I love how it rolls off the tongue. That's not what it's talking about. It's his character, his nature. Let those also who love your name, your character, be joyful in you because of your character, because of your attributes, because of who you are. Not just your name, but because of who You are look over in chapter seven, verse 17. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. I will praise God for who he is, for his character. For his attributes, for his qualities, I will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Look at chapter eight, verse one. Our Lord, how excellent is your name. And all the earth who have set your glory above the heavens, right? How excellent is your character, your nature, who you are, your qualities. Now look at chapter 9, verse 10. All those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. All those who know your character, they'll put their trust in you. Because they know you're trustworthy because of your character. Because of who you are. They know you will not forsake them. What did Jesus say? I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Right? He's the friend who sticks closer than a brother. Lo, I'm with you always. Right? If you know him from studying the scriptures, you know his character. You know his attributes. You know he's trustworthy. As Paul says, I know whom I've trusted. I know him. I know his character. I know he's trustworthy. I know he'll never leave me, never forsake me. I know he'll never fail me. He'll never let me down. Because I know his character. Let's flip over to chapter 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God, right? I'm not putting my trust in chariots or horses or any strength of man. I'm putting my trust in The Lord in his name, his character. Because I know he never fails. And I know he'll never let me down. Look at Psalm 23. Oh, we know Psalm 23, right? Look, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. Because of who he is. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me he's shepherding me? He's bringing me into green pastures. He's leading me to still waters. He's restoring my soul. He's leading me in paths of righteousness. And he's not doing that because of me? No. He's doing it because of him. He has- 
just heard a verse-by-verse teaching from Pastor Dan Sexton here at Ring of Truth. To find out more about our church and pastor, go to calvaryec.com. You'll find oodles of information about our mission and vision along with what we believe and much more. Come check us out. While you're there, do you have something weighing heavy on your heart that we can pray for? We'd love to intercede in prayer on your behalf. Please locate the prayer tab at the top of our homepage, calvaryec.com and send in your prayer request through the form you find there. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook or watch Pastor Dan's messages live. But you know what's better than online? In person, of course. You get a more personal, tangible way of being connected with others who love Jesus. Visit us at either our 8.30 and or 10.30 a.m. Sunday services. If those times don't work for you, we also have a 12.30 p.m. service and a Thursday gathering at 7 p.m. We're also just a phone call away. If you're not in Maryland, call us at 410-491-4592 for a chat. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life. Again, that's 410-491-4592. Would you consider supporting this ministry financially? If so, visit calvaryec.com to learn how. We hope that today's teaching has been encouraging to your faith. Until next time, this has been Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice. And it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a Ring of Truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.